Blog Talk Radio. That's great, it starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplanes. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, turn world to its own needs. Dummy, serve your own needs. Beat it up a knock, speak, grunt, no strength. The ladder starts to clatter with fear, fight down. High wire and a fire, rivers in a seven games in a government for hire and a combat site. Let the weather come in in a hurry with the fury speeding down your neck. Team, my team reporters, battle Trump, Jen and Crop.
It's good to be back. It is, feels like it's been an eternity. Um, I believe my co-host Craig is on the other line. Are you there? Hey, Trish. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's good to be back on the air. Yes, it is. It is. Um, people have have been so generous with their outpouring of support and um, making sure I was okay and um, I really appreciate that and it is definitely good to be back Um, good to you know be back in the swing of things because this kind of became a normal thing for us and Mm -hmm. we suddenly had it taken away there for a little while and um, I appreciate everyone um, support and um, thanks. Yeah, I know about you, but I was going through withdrawals there. I was too. I, <laughs> you know, there was so much happening, and there still is so much happening that I, you know, was like, we've got to talk about this. We've we've got to get this out there. Um. You know, but of course, our incredible listeners and followers on Twitter, uh, they would message me or or talk about it, you know, on my page on Twitter. You know, I'm I'm sure they did the same with you too, you know, asking our our thoughts on a certain matter. And uh, and we posted a few of our thoughts and uh, we've irritated some Trumpkins. (laughs) Yeah, just a few. Just a few, just a few, and uh, yeah, I definitely um, don't. Ha- I I never have a problem um, stirring up trouble with them because they're just such easy targets. Um, when they try to come at you, and or they just don't make a lick of sense. Are they? <laughs> Are, are they yeah, trying to I, tell I, me I, I, can I, vote, I can vote again in four years, meaning the number oh, four, yeah. and they spell it F O R? That still cracks me up from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I had one said to me, You're an idiot. You're being spelled Y O U R, which makes no yeah. no sense if you take English at a third grade level. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we, we call them out on that, and they call us liberal elitist I'm like you know I just happen to know the English language (laughs) but I I I don't mind hearing that uh I you know when people call me that I'm like thank you (laughs) you don't think I'm a dumbass (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) so yeah it amazed me how some people they they see intelligence as kind of a an insult a bad thing I I don't really understand that I remember it, especially when it happened when the then candidate Obama was running for president, and he kept getting called elitist and oh he's he's just Mr. Smarty Pants and he's he's intelligent thing. Well, yeah, that, that's a bad thing. You want the leader of the country to not be intelligent, not not to be smarter than you. <laughs> well, you got it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm still in denial over that. Yeah, you know, and 
you know, I don't want to, you know, start in on this topic yet, but yeah, yeah, you know, don't don't put all your eggs in the recount basket, and we'll touch on that later. I'm sure. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, most definitely. But uh, so how you been feeling? Doing all right, hanging in there in Ohio. Is it uh, <laughs> snowing there? Uh, it snowed. It snowed lightly a couple weeks ago. We haven't really gotten much accumulation though. It's it's definitely taking a a turn for the the cooler though. It was with seventy seventy five yeah. uh, three three weekends ago, and then a day later it it cooled down to the thirty to forty degrees, and it hasn't really warmed up since then. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's been really cold here, but they're finally talking the S word as I call it uh, yeah. tomorrow. Um, but I don't think the ground is quite cold enough. I don't think there will be much accumulation. Um, give it a couple more weeks, and it will be. But and my dog loves it. She's a husky, so she's she's sleeping out in the backyard some nights. Yeah, she'll come in, kind of wag her tail a little bit, but not too much. As she kind of looks at me with that look, oh well, it's it's gotten cooler, which I like, but it could get colder. I, it's it's not perfect weather just yet, but it's it's coming soon. So they okay, okay, thanks. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, we hope wherever you are today that you are warm and cozy, and um, one of our Listeners um, is down in Miami, and she was telling me how cold it was there. And I was like, "What is in the 60s?" And she was like, "Oh, it's 70s. Um, it's oh, cold." Geez. I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." How shovel snow? Yeah, every day 45 here, people bust out their shorts. It's so, it's so warm. Right, right. <laughs> It's so funny because, you know, being from the South originally, I mean, we get, you know, we would get snow down there once every two or three years. And, I mean, we have no need to have, you know, snow equipment and all that. And, I mean, the city just shuts down for a couple of days. You know, everybody buys out mm-hmm. the milk and the bread and and you just have a snow day. Um, no big deal. And, uh yeah, you know, I was in for a rude awakening when I moved here my first winter. It's like, wait, we're expected to go to work. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and I went my my friends back home. We get mad, you know. Like, you're getting snow, no fair. And I'm like, hey, you're more than welcome to come up here and uh, dig my car out of the snow. Um, I, you if you know, want to switch spots, I, that'd be fine. Exactly, and you know, I'll I'll just stay in inside, and um, all my wife does most of the shoveling. But this year, I really have an excuse that I I won't be able to do it. <laughs> that was my whole purpose yeah. in breaking my elbow. Yeah, right. So I didn't. I get. I can get yeah, out. You're, of snow you're able to snow right now. I, I'd be quite impressed. I have to tell you. Yeah, I, I, 
I can barely move the arm without pain. So I, I'm pretty sure shoveling will not. Uh, and I'm not sleeping with it down either. And I was up all night last night, and I I took about an hour nap as I'm yawning, and uh, I had to make Craig call me to make sure I'm awake. Yeah, I'm her alarm clock. <laughs> I I never. I never turned my phone on either, but I had it on. I had the ringer on full blast. The alarms were ready to go. So I made it. Just, just hope I don't fall asleep in the middle of the show. Not that that's ever happened before. But. <laughs> You've gotten close to it, I think, one time. I know I'm, I'm boring sometimes, Tracy, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Sometimes when I don't sleep, it's just, it catches up and just doesn't need to do that during uh, during a show, though. Yeah. Then you wake up and you'll give me the whole, oh, Craig, it's it's not you, it's me. Yeah, yeah, sure. I've heard that one before. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not you, it's me. Right. <laughs> You're my special friend. <laughs> Reminds me of a scene from Seinfeld. George Costanza gets that line thrown at Adam at a lunch, and he he says, "No, no, no, that's my line. It, don't don't say it's you. It's me. Damn it, it's me." And she finally says, "Okay, fine, it's you." But thank you. Right, <laughs> 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 oh, Seinfeld. I know. You can pretty much apply any life situation to a, a scene in Seinfeld. I swear. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> I wasn't that big of a fan, but I know I I know all of the um you know the the inside jokes and all that stuff. And I've, I think I've seen the good. I mean the one the one where George is on the uh, little scooters cracks me up. <laughs> Probably my favorite one of all and time. He, he picks it up and his boss catches him and. George's like, are you are you a religious man? Do you believe in miracles? Uh, no, not really. Oh, okay. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, I I don't guess we've been on the air since Thanksgiving. Before that, yeah. Um, I think it was the election, the post-election show, wasn't it? Yeah, and I had a Friday show. And then the next day was when I broke my arm. So um, I look forward to bringing that story to you guys. But right now I can't discuss it. But there is a story. How about leaving people in limbo over that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give them to think about it. <laughs> no. But uh, – Was your Thanksgiving good? I just feel like we're just playing catch up here. I know this this could take two hours. So, uh, it, it was okay. Went to uh, Michigan as I normally do to spend time with the, the family, and I mean, we're we're near, near Detroit. So we watched the Lions game on uh, on Thanksgiving, and nice, nice. Yeah, they beat the Vikings. They came back yet again, so the family was happy. And Lions are actually eight and four this year. We're all very surprised. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, they April. beat my crew yesterday. 
Yeah, I know. Sorry, I I take the Saints in that game. I, I guess the Lions have lost 22 straight games post Thanksgiving if the game's on the road. They had won since I think 1974 in such a game. So of course I picked against them and and they proved me wrong. <clears throat> That's what you get all your statistics. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, know. I, I actually put some research into it. I, I got it wrong. Damn it. But I mean, yeah, we uh, watched the football, ate a lot of food, had had a few laughs, listened to a lot of music, and were pretty lazy throughout the weekend. So it was kind of nice. <laughs> Absolutely. How about you? Yeah, I. Well, uh, it was. You know, I mean, I really don't want people to feel sorry for me because I was in so much pain. I, I did not want to. You never know how much you're really jarred in a car until you break your elbow, and it's like you hit so many holes and bumps, and especially in the city where it's so terrible, <laughs> our roads are terrible, and uh, I decided that I. I just couldn't make the drive down to my wife's uh, mom's, which is about two hours away. I was perfectly content staying here watching football, and she went to Starbucks for me before that. And um, my my Thanksgiving meal consisted of um, <laughs> this is really sad. Uh, a, a ham and Swiss uh, breakfast sandwich because I was wanting ham, and that was my Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. So yeah, it was. But I got to stay home, watch my Dak play. Dallas and you probably Cowboys. didn't feel nearly as bloated as the rest of the country, so that's good. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, yeah, so you won there. You know, when you when you feel bad, it's just it, you're just like I I don't want to be near anyone, and I you know they were going to eat at this country club, and I mean there's mm-hmm. always so many people in there, and I'm like, oh, if somebody bumped <laughs> me, I probably would hit them upside the head with the cast because I still had the cast on then, so. It's probably, you know, for the best. <laughs> so I, I was really, um, I was really fine staying at home. And, you know, my family was like, oh, we just feel so terrible. I'm like, don't. I mean, I chose to do this. I, I mean, I miss being with my family, but, you know, it's like, uh, really, I've, I've, I've made the best choice I could for myself. And, um, many of you have been asking, and um, what happened? I can't go into full detail, but um, I can tell you, I dislocated and broke my elbow, and now they're concerned that there was some ligament damage as well. So, um, I go see the doctor tomorrow, and I will probably know, um, you know, if I'm having surgery or not, and. Um, it seems like he is, uh, maybe leaning towards that, but I'm hoping not because I, I, that'll just knock us out even more or either I can just come on the air high as a kite, but 
So that could be entertaining. And all the, yeah, entertaining <laughs> for you guys maybe, but. <laughs> but it, you know, physical therapy has me doing. I mean, they're not like real exercises, but they're like. Um, You know, I just, uh, like, getting me to, you know, moving my wrist and, you know, just where I don't get stiff and all that stuff. And and those are hard enough. And so I can't imagine what the, <laughs> what the real outcome is going to be when I, you know, when we start doing serious physical therapy. But I know it's needed. So, are you going just once a week? Do for what now? you gotta do. What's that? Are you going just once a week for now for physical therapy? I'm going twice a week, and then I do these little exercises six times a day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really exciting life I lead. I, I haven't. It's been difficult to do work, and today I just had to bear down and do it and I just I took my splint off and I just did what I had to do you know because I have a couple of reports that need to get out there and I'll feel better once they're both out and I got one of them out and get the second one out and I should be okay until after Christmas so um I've just been taking it easy, you know, which is hard for me to do, but that's yeah, all you feel like wise, doing. Smart thing to do, though. So, right? so enough of my whining. Um, so how about the uh, college football playoffs? I know we, we had talked about that a little bit. What are your thoughts? Well, and guys, I mean, you know personal- you call in. I was just yeah. letting people know they can call in two one five. Almost forgot the number two one five three eight three seven nine five two one five three eight three seven nine five. Go ahead, yeah, Craig. That's we know it's been a while. <laughs> I know. Phone number. Yeah. Well, my my personal opinion is, I were the one ranking the teams. I think I probably would have had Alabama one, Clemson two, Washington three, and Ohio State four. Because uh, right now they have just the three and four slots switched. They have Ohio State three, Washington four. But Ohio State they didn't win the Big Ten championship. They didn't even make the, the title game, so that's why they had them at four. And I, I think they're <coughs> entering the playoff is the most interesting of the four. I mean, you can't really argue against Alabama. They're the only undefeated team in the Power Five conferences. And Clemson, they only have one loss. They, they made the, the, fi- the finals last year. And they won the ACC championship on Saturday. They're Washington. They played right. Colorado. Attacked 12 title game on Saturday, on Friday. So I mean, it's hard for me to argue against any of those three selections. Ohio State is a little more tricky because they didn't even make the Big Big Ten title game, let alone win it. And Penn State won the championship against Wisconsin on Saturday, and they had beaten Ohio State head to head. And but they have two losses. So I mean, I understand arguments both ways, but. Uh, and I personally, I, I'm personally against the conversation games. 
I just think it's a money-grabbing scheme by the Power Five conferences, and it'd be a lot easier if they didn't have the title games. They could just say, okay, well, Ohio State, they're ranked two in the country right now, and there's no conference championship game, so we, we can't use that against them, and, and they deserve to be in the final four. Right. But with the, champ, the conference championship games, I, I guess the argument is both ways. <clears throat> Well, it's uh, to me. I mean, if if one conference is going to do it, I think everybody should do it. And, yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, it just. Uh, I didn't think it complicates formula. I mean, if Alabama had lost to Florida on Saturday, which of course didn't happen, but if it did happen, then I mean, what do you do? Alabama has won. They they lost that game. They probably dropped three or four in the rankings, yet yeah. they didn't win their, their their conference championship game. And so, right. what? So I mean, what's the argument? Are you, are you saying Alabama is one of the four best teams in the country, but not one that when not the best team in their own conference? You know, how does that argument work exactly? I, I don't know. I think it's a lot to be a lot easier formulaically if we just kind of cut out the conference title championship games. But that's just me. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, everybody's going to have a slip-up, and you do it mm-hmm. in the championship game. It, it, it could cost you a lot. But Yeah. Do you have any favorites uh, for the finals or the, the championship? I mean, as much as it pains me to say it, I, I you know, but Alabama, I think, will walk away yeah. with it. it um, you know, I – my mom's side of the family are Alabama or yeah. Florida State fans. And, um, <laughs> you know, I remember growing up, you know, with the likes of Bear Bryant, you know, and that was Alabama football. But I, I just can't stand Nick Satan, as I call him. <laughs> I don't know that anybody can stand Nick Satan, as you call him. <laughs> <laughs> he just. He's, he's, he's everything a hell of a Alabama coach, football but he just, is not. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a fan, but I, um, I just think yeah. that, uh, you know, they'll, I, I think they'll walk away with it. I mean, if anybody could give them a good showing, I they think it would be Ohio State. But I, I think it'll be Ohio State and Alabama. But I, I, I mean, Alabama might as well be a new NFL team. I mean, they're they're just so far above the. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I hope somebody beats them. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, what do you do? Um, you know, I I can't imagine that all the recruiting at Alabama is legal, but you know, I can say that about any college these days. I mean, yeah. um, you know, it doesn't make it right though. But um, what? Are, who are your favorites? Who do you think's gonna? Well, I'll probably get 
crap for this since I live near Columbus. I, I'm, I'm pulling for Washington and, and Clemson, I think, but I think Alabama and Ohio State are going to win. And yeah. as for the title game, I'll probably get a bit praise from this from Buckeye country. I, I think Ohio State has a chance against Alabama. I remember two years ago when they squared off in the, the final four, the semifinals. Not many people gave Ohio State much of a chance in that game, myself included. And they found themselves down in the first half, and they roared back in the second half and ended up winning the, the title that year. And and one thing I've learned about Urban Meyer is if you give the guy multiple weeks to prepare for a team, he's probably going to beat you. And when he, hell, he was at when he was at Florida, they, they, Florida lost a game that year. It was it was kind of controversial to have them in the the BCS championship game against Ohio State, who was unbeaten. But not many people gave Florida a chance, and Urban Meyer had three weeks to prepare for the, for the Buckeyes. And Florida creamed them. And so I, I really think I'd probably give a, a slight advantage to Alabama in the title game, but I, I think it would be a close game against Ohio State. I didn't think that the Buckeyes would have a chance to win that game. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, some teams, you know, are going to catch Alabama on a bad day and – you know, it could happen again, but I just—I don't know. It's not who I want to win, but I'm—I'm I'm pretty secure in saying that Alabama will win it all. But um, you know, I have a lot of Ohio State friends um, that I would be happy for if that was not the case. <laughs> so, well, um, for up to me, I'd, I'd like to see Washington beat Alabama, but. I don't really see it happening. <laughs> yeah, I you know, Pac-10, it, it's not what it used to be, um, I don't think, anyway. But, I mean, you never know. That's why you got to play the game. Exactly right. <laughs> so, I just yeah, sound like a coach then, didn't I? Beat the time. Come on. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I believe that Urban Meyer coach in Florida had the best offensive coordinator and one Dan Mullen, head coach of the 5-7 and seven Mississippi State Bulldogs, my alma mater, 5-7, and seven, and we're going to a bowl game. They can win the bowl game and still come out with a losing record. It makes no sense. Yeah, um, sorry to say this, but that's not right. <laughs> I mean, they they keep talking about this, you know, the academic performance where the APR, where, uh, you know, we were like the highest one, and and they want to um, you know, Give give those teams uh, a chance, and I mean that's cool and everything. But um, I just you know it, it is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, but how how low can you go? Will they start saying, "Hey, you're the top academic school in the country. So what do you finish two and ten? Go out to a bowl game, have some fun." <laughs> right. And then you have to go to Florida while some schools with much better records are like you said earlier when we were talking, you know, um 
that uh I'll just play in cold weather play areas like yeah, Detroit or somewhere Floyd like that. <laughs> or something crazy. So you know, I'm sure a bunch of college kids won't mind going to Saint Petersburg and right. Yeah, it's kinda of crazy. If they lose the game they finish five and eight and they go back home over the holidays or whatever and so uh, how was your season? Well, we were five and eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we made a bowl game. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I hope they can win it and at least have a six and seven record. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to look pretty silly if if we turn out to be five and eight and we're yeah. at a bowl game. So. Yeah. Well, either way, like you said, even if they win the game, they'll still finish under 500 at six and seven. <laughs> So, your final pick, Alabama? Uh, I, I will go for the upset and take Ohio State. All right. That's, that's a, that's a, a bold some move. Here. Yeah. I, I'm taking Alabama. It's not because I want right. to. It, okay. It's one of those, I mean, I'm just going with, common sense at this point, but you know <laughs> every team you know, every team can have a off day, so that's why you play the game. I feel like it's my coach. But yeah, you know. We'll see how this goes. This is the World Series I picked the Cubbies, so we'll see if I can continue that winning streak. No, we're getting interesting um, we're getting an interesting tweet I'm not really sure what this guy uh, thinks he's doing but you're gone (laughs) what do you have to say Oh, I, I don't know. He was just on a weird rant. You own no property. Slaves can't own property. Read the deed to the property that you think is yours. You are listed as tenant. And gives me the tenant documents and the Revolutionary War was fraud. Oh, come on. This is my first day back. Don't hit me with all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the chat room can be fun sometimes. I wasn't paying attention, and I. Britain is owned by the Vatican. The 1040 form is for tribute paid to Britain. RS publication 6209. Okay. Well, you go, you go, buddy. Okay. Yeah, going quiet there. I, I'm thinking, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this chat. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't, Have a nice day. 
<laughs> yeah, I sometimes I'm like, where are you going with this? Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. But uh, yeah, so we've spent time talking about absolutely nothing about politics. Um, but right, that's okay. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we got some laughs in about um, Trump this past weekend and Saturday Night Live. Um, I, you know, I responded to his tweet and got a good many retweets and likes. Um, you know, I, in, in case you, in, in case you haven't seen what he said, I. Well, I posted it on um, Facebook, and then, of course, I added my own commentary. I know you find that hard to believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a first. <laughs> so, I mean, here he is, the most powerful man in America, being the United States president. And he... He is worried about people are seeing and doing on, you know, on Saturday Night Live, and it's like, um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's just not, that's just not presidential. I mean, every single president has been roasted on SNL um, since, I guess, Gerald Ford. And you know, but in case you didn't see what what old Donnie boy, uh, not my president Donnie boy, uh, had to say, his his tweet said, "Just tried watching Saturday Night Live, unwatchable." I have to talk like him. Sorry, totally biased, not funny, and the Baldwin impersonation just can't get any worse. Sad. <laughs> and so I wrote back, and I was really hoping with everyone that liked it and retweeted it. Um, I, I've had a goal, uh, only Craig knows about this, but I've had a goal that I want to set Donald Trump off. Um, <laughs> and I really thought I, this may have set him off, but he didn't go for it. Um, but I wrote back and I said, no, what's sad is that you have the backbone of a jellyfish. Hashtag sad, hashtag not my president, uh, pathetic. And then hashtag I dread when he gets to text all of us. <laughs> Which, um, if, if you guys don't know about this, you know, well, I think every smartphone now has where you can get Amber Alerts and where you can get, you know, like – critical weather uh, updates and uh, you know and, and it sends off this obnoxious you know sound on your phone letting you know that bad weather is coming or there's an amber alert blah 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 well Trump is going to be set up on this system where he can text Everyone, I, and so many people are saying, "That's it. I'm going back to a landline." <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you know, 
with my business and everything, I mean, I have to have this phone. It's like my lifeline. Um, I don't like being tied to it, but, you know, I am, um, at least during work hours. And But, you know, it's not like he's going to send you a text and you can block it. Um, I don't know about on your phone, but with iPhones, you can block numbers fairly easily. And, um, you know, we're going to be getting these. And, you know, what's gonna, what's so funny is that he's going to be like, you know that story about the boy who cried wolf? He's going to be sending out just these asinine messages that nobody's going to pay attention to them. And then when there's something that we really should pay attention to, no one's going to, no one's going to know, you know, the sky is falling or whatever. And, um, you know, so it, that's, I, I just, you know, it's, it's so Hitler-like of him to be able to put out his propaganda, um, whenever he damn well pleases. I have a real issue with that. What about you? What are your thoughts on that? whole texting thing that he's going to have access to. Well, I read President Obama had access to that as well, but he's never used it. And so we'll, we'll have to wait and see if, if Donald actually... You know Donald's oh. going to use it. I mean, he's yeah, been talking well, about it. He's all excited. Chances <laughs> are he will, but hopefully that turns out to be wrong. <laughs> I, I can I can see him though at three like you said three o'clock in the morning, he just wakes wakes Gee, up. Gee, did you just see yeah. Alex Baldwin on SNL? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> so pathetic, sad. But we wake up, we think oh, there's a critical weather warning or something like that. I know which is Donald complaining about something. Exactly. <laughs> I swear to God, if Donald Trump wakes me up, I'm just turning the notifications off because. Uh, I mean, it'll still come across your phone, but I think you can, um, well, at least with Amber Alerts and the weather, I don't know if there's going to be a button now for Trump Alerts. <laughs> you can turn it <laughs> off. There should if be. He has anything, if he has anything to, to say about it, it won't. But, uh, but you know, a lot of people got some shots in on, uh, on old Donnie Boy and, uh, you know, I don't know um, if you have the chance to to look at that article I sent you, but um, there was a woman who, I mean, went off on Donald Trump. I think it was about a, a 30-tweet um, message to him. And, I mean, so many news articles picked it up and um, – it was fantastic. Um, you know, everything that you could have ever wanted to say to Trump <laughs> was was said was said, and uh, you know, it just it was it was something else. Um, she just really. Um, let them have it, and I loved it. <laughs> um, Has he responded yet? Do you know? I don't think he responded. No, 
I've been uh, looking to see because I was really hoping he would. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but but she, I mean, she took him to task, and it was like game on, honey. And <laughs> you know, she. But I mean, what could he say to all that? Um, I'm trying to find that article, and I'll post it in case you haven't seen it. But it's it's been on. Uh, it's been on if you go under the moments on uh twitter it's it's been on there a lot um and I'll try to get it posted too but um but you know guess for that woman uh, you, you know there's so many so many women out there that you know just wish they could yeah you know say that, and she kind of did it for everybody. Um, you know, but you know he's he's got to get over this uh, thin skin mess of uh, getting upset at Saturday Night Live. I mean, they made fun of Bill Clinton. They've they've made fun of Obama. They made fun of Reagan. They made fun of both Bushes. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't. It's, I mean, yeah, you know, Donald gives them a hell of a lot more than some presidents, but, you know, he, he's, it's, it's sad. He's like a little boy. And this is, this is the leader of our country. Um, That concerns me. That, you know, he gets. And I loved Alex Baldwin's response. It was, he was like, okay, I'll stop doing it if you release your tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty perfect, wasn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. And most all of the presidents, think- or, or politicians in general, they've, they've, they've laughed along with it. I mean, they, they know going into yeah. office that this kind of comes with the territory. And... And, and this goes to everybody, but especially people who are, in, who are in the spotlight quite regularly. If you can't learn to laugh at yourself, then you're gonna it's gonna be a, a long, rough road. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I. I mean. It. it it's just. Uh, and when did you ever hear of for? President Obama or? or any other person running or president complaining like they do in 140 characters or less on Twitter about satire, whether it be Saturday Night Live or The Daily Show or oh one God. of the late night shows on CBS or NBC. I mean, and he does this. He doesn't have time for Intel briefs, it sounds like. And yet, yet he has time to watch SNL for a few minutes and complain about it to, you know, to millions of followers on Twitter. And this is the man we like to present, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 sad um, that he, you know, he can't he can't seem to get it together. And um, I don't, you know, I I don't know if you saw um, the. Uh, the the skit itself this past weekend, but it was so on point. 
they're trying to give him a security briefing and um and he's too busy tweeting and you know mm-hmm. and and like all these nerdy guys and you know people who are total douchebags you know uh, who you know who are followers of Trump you know he start he's retweeting all these people and they're like you know, the National Security Advisors like, okay, we've got to get down to work. And, and you know, that's probably what's going on. <laughs> it's like, okay, Mr. President-elect, um, you know, can can we please go over these security briefings? And, you know, and, and it turns out, you know, it came out earlier this week that he, he has, you know, missed some of the briefings or just kind of mm-hmm. – you know, glossed over it. Um, yes. And, you know, and then you go calling, you know, Taiwan, and, I mean, what the, what the hell is going on? Um, he doesn't know. And it's ironically well, no. hilarious. I mean, the Saturday Night Live skit, how, how they depicted Donald Trump, and he proved their point by tweeting – during the broadcast of the show, you know? <laughs> right. Right. You know, when he met up with President I mean, Obama a few weeks ago, he left saying stuff like, you know, this is a bigger deal than I originally thought. <laughs> I'm thinking, really? <laughs> you just you got left oh, as clear of the free world, and well, you just think it's going to be a big deal? <laughs> Yeah, I just, I mean, I just keep is. thinking that we're, we're we're in some kind of twilight zone right now, and I, I just, it, I just it, can't it believe it's happening. Zone. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I mean, yeah. it's like, what in the hell, dude? <laughs> I just, ugh. We mean I have been big fans of a lot of the other GOP candidates, yet most all of them had some sort of experience, whether it be militarily or politically or both. Donald Trump, though, he has neither. <laughs> and he got elected president. I have more experience in my little toe. I mean, yeah. I've, I've at least worked for the government. <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, guys, I just posted that article on Twitter uh, where you can read this epic comeback that the woman uh, went when she went off on Trump. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have more leadership skills in, in my little toe than he does. I mean, um, I can think of so many people that you know, I mean, I don't want to be president, number one, but, um, you know, I I know I would do a better job than him. Hell, I think my 13-year-old niece would do a better job. I think my three-year-old niece I would mean, do a better job. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, she's a, she's a smart girl. She she knows what's up in this country, and, you know, she she's not – in this just 
it, I mean, he's so in denial about things. And he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I don't know what the hell he thinks he's doing. Um, I don't think he knows it's either. Not, <laughs> it, it, it's not leading. Um, <laughs> and, you know, um, maybe we should take a break before we dive into um, cabinet picks. We we have a lot to say about um all, a lot of them. I mean, we probably can't get into all of them, but um, we, we'll save some for another show. <laughs> but um, it's 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 just been unbelievable. Um, let us hear from you. Give us a call. We're going to take a quick break, but uh, we definitely want to hear from you guys. Two one five three eight three three seven nine five. Um, that is two one five three eight three three seven nine five. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back at the top of the hour.
Welcome back. We are back at the top of the hour as promised. Craig, you there? Nope. Yeah, there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of hinted there at the end of the last hour that, um, you know, I mean, we're we're not the only two people in the world concerned about um, these cabinet picks, um, you know. But the the one that that really got me, you know, most recently is, uh, you know, Ben Carson uh, getting tapped to uh, be the HUD secretary. Um, and like you had pointed out to me earlier, you know, this is less than a month after he said he didn't have the government experience necessary to be a member of the cabinet. Um, what are your thoughts <laughs> on that one? I mean, where do you, where do we even start? My God. The whole thing, um, I, again, we're, again, we're part of the twilight zone. The whole thing is just hilarious to me because Here's a man that ran for president, and then when Donald Trump became a president-elect and asked asked Mr. Carson if he wanted to be a member of his, of his cabinet, and Carson said, no, I don't have the experience necessary to be a member of your cabinet after he ran right. to be the leader of this country. <clears throat> and, then, and then not even a month later, he had said that on November 15th. Now, so not even a month later, he says, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll – Sure, I'll be a member of your cabinet. <laughs> the it's, whole thing, I, I, <laughs> I just keep, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm still in that shock phase, I guess, because I'm just like, what else is gonna happen? I mean, you know, and and. All the, you know, all the things that, you know, Ben Carson has been quoted over the years of saying about people, you know, that that have, you know, HUD housing. Um, dear sweet Lord, I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I... That one was a shocker, and uh, but but really, aren't all of his sick shockers? I mean, um, I don't know why I'm getting so shocked at each and every one of them, but you know, and 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 the sad thing is, is that the people who voted for Trump. Don't even know that they. I mean, they got duped. You know who, who he's bringing in, and you know finance and treasury and. Yeah, he talked about draining the swamp, and he's just refilling uh, he the swamp. Filling that swamp up. Yeah. With a bunch of alligators and crocodiles is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these are people who. You know, wreaked havoc on uh, on so many people and 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 their homes. And um, it's 
it, it's a sad day when, you know, I, I saw something the other day, um, I think the AP wire may have put it out, but, uh, it was legitimate source. Um, but you know, the people that have been named to his cabinet thus far, I think the person that made the least amount of money was around 15 million. I mean, he's got a couple of billionaires, um, out there. Um, I was like, come on, you know, um, it looks like we have a call. It's a restricted number, okay. so this is pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Hey, how Where are you doing? calling from? I'm doing all right. And yourself? Pretty good. What, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Andrew. I'm calling from the space between my ears. Okay. <laughs> Is there something you would like to talk about? Uh, well, whatever you would like to talk about. I'd be okay, well, we've just... been talking about topics. You obviously have not been listening. Um, but ha- have a good time between your ears. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was bizarre. Yeah, it's welcome back to me day. Yeah, yes. You just want to say hi. So welcome back. <laughs> uh, yeah, hi. Uh, hello. You got to hear yourself <laughs> you missed, on the you air. You. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get this on any radio show, folks. Normally they have people who screen it, but no, we let you hear it all. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> It's free entertainment. It's probably the same guy that was in this uh, chat. Like, where are you calling from? The space between my head. That didn't even make sense. Between my ears, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Or I said that on his driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I do love this job sometimes. I, I love it all the time. It's entertaining, definitely. Some days it's it's better than the others. Um, <laughs> yeah, something else. <laughs> well, you were something. It was gonna be interesting. What's that? You read restricted. I thought, well, this could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I. I I know some people have their numbers restricted and I don't, you know, I don't want to get into, you know, saying, well, no, if you have a restricted number, you can't come yeah, on, right. but I'm I'm not going to let you make a fool of yourself. And we have better things to talk about. <laughs> Too late. Than, you know, the space between your ears. <laughs> Uh, if you want to talk about what we are actually talking about, um, you know, call in two one five three eight three three seven nine five. You know, we like hearing from you. Uh, phones really aren't ringing today. I I thought they would be ringing off the hooks, but 
I guess everybody's they, they playing miss, shot. They just miss you so much. They just want to listen to you. That's that's how it is right now. Yeah, right. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. But uh, you know, back to back to his cabinet picks. I just, uh, I mean, how how is this representative of America? I mean, it's representative of Trump's America that the one percent li- you know live in. But that's about it. <laughs> um. You know, I I just I don't know. There's already there's already some voter remorse going on because of these picks, and I mean, a lot of us who did not vote for him aren't surprised at all by his picks. But those right. people, even his message of of representing the workers and and bringing jobs to this country and and work and trying to make life better for the the middle class and everything like that, people actually bought in. To that, so, some of them have already regretted their decision to vote for him on election day, and right, and then and some of them the, are are too stubborn or too dumb to realize that. I mean, they've been duped. Yeah, that swamp has not been drained. <laughs> now, he's a master of projectionism. He said throughout. Yep. Uh, his campaign wall when he was running against Hillary Clinton. Oh, she's going to be in the pocket of Goldman Sachs, and he's basically basically running her her uh, presidency. And and what's what's he going to go and do after he gets elected? Oh, let me let me go and call Goldman Sachs, and I'll, I'll get some representatives from there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean. And you know, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I I think most educated people, yeah, you know, who educated themselves, I don't mean college degree educated, but just people who actually took the time to investigate the candidates and you know, I mean, really see who they are and not who they are portraying themselves to be. Um you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's sad, you know, that, um, I don't know, it's sadder like the people that are now realizing, oh, crap, we totally got duped are the ones who are still, Hillary would have taken our guns or, you know, just, right. you know, the same, the same crap they pulled with, um, uh, you know, Obama. Um, so it, I don't know. It's not even the cabinet. Some of these people are feeling remorse about it. He, he's, he's, well, it's like we talked about prior to election day. Donald Trump really, he doesn't have a, a, a core when it comes to values or beliefs. He just, his beliefs, his thoughts, beliefs kind of go with which, whichever way the wind blows on a particular day. He's, he's, yep. he's part of something five or six times in the past I want to say 30 years. He used to be pro gun, uh, gun control, and now he's against it. He used to be pro-choice, now he's supposed to be pro-life. And in hell, when it comes to the Affordable Care Act, and he kind of got all over the place with that. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll repeal and replace it every every word of it, 
and now, well, we might uh, keep a few things, and and now I read an article just yesterday or the day before, and they're not even sure if that's going to happen. And he's been like that with other issues too, just kind of going back and forth, and nobody really knows which way he's actually going to go. And well, hell, imprisoning Hillary Clinton or, or investigating her at the very least. And now, oh yeah, well we're not going to do that. And <laughs> I know that angered quite a few Trump supporters. I'm not surprised personally, but I just right. I just don't know how people can believe what what he says. <laughs> A lot of people call him yeah, I mean, he, a liar. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those people. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those people that that he's going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. And you know, he he bends at whatever crowd he's in front of. Um, I mean, I guarantee you, when he had private meetings with some of these big donors, he didn't talk like he did in his you know speeches. To you know, blue collar workers promising to bring jobs back and yada yada yada. Right. Um, so it's it's Neat. just really even climate change. He long called it a Chinese invented hoax, and then in the past couple of weeks he said, well, there, there might be something to it being man made. And then within the same week, oh, it's still bunk. Then I read today that he met up with, he and Ivanka's daughter met up with Al Gore to talk about climate change. I was about to say that. I read that. Yeah. They met today. (laughs) I I really don't think the guy has any idea of what he's doing. He doesn't really know what he firmly believes one Uh way or the other. And reality just kind of dawned upon him, wow, this this really happened. I I got elected president. I, I should probably start learning about the job before I, I waltz into office. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and the thing is, is his ego is so damn big that, you know, he's not one who will ask for help or admit yeah. that, oh, Jesus, I really don't know what the hell I'm doing, <laughs> you know, Um and that's what's going to get us in trouble. And, yeah. you know, I mean, he's the, the magical phone calls that he had and, you know, stirring up China, which we, you know, we'll talk about that at a later point, but, you know, I mean, he, he doesn't know any better. He doesn't, I mean, he didn't know that, you know, yeah. dude, that was not cool. <laughs> um, so I mean that just that really concerns me, and he's and he's taking a lot of calls. You know, it, it's it's been proven he's taking calls on unsecure lines, and he doesn't want to give up his cell phone. Um, you know, he he wants to run the country from Trump Tower, and it's I mean, come on, man. <laughs> What the hell? It just I, just when I think I've seen it all, it, you know, something else happens, and I'm just like, God, Jesus, you got to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> You're just making a bigly joke out of the job and also the country. Yeah. Um, 
big league. You know, big league. we we've got listeners all around the world, and um, one of our listeners in Germany who is taking a bath while listening to us. I'm glad we're so relaxing. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> he just poses me taking a bath and listening to the show. I'm like, well, that's cool. Just don't um, fall asleep while you're in the bathtub, please. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> hopefully, we don't put her to sleep, but yeah, right. Um, <laughs> she said she was relaxing with our show, and but you know, I mean, we have so many listeners that are. Um, from other parts of the world, and you know, they're all like, "What in the hell is going on with your country?" I mean, and and I don't even I, I don't have an answer to that. No, me either. <laughs> yeah, I, I just kind of <laughs> we're asking the same question. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Instead of shit happens, Trump happens. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that. Yep. That's where I'll be from now on. Instead of shit happens, well, Trump happens. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start making shirts. Yeah, so. Yeah. And I find it really he, funny. I mean, throughout the campaign when he's running for president, he kept saying, he never specified on the people he knew, but he kept saying, oh, believe me, I know the best people, bright people, very, very smart people, believe me. And then he gets elected president, and and who is he nominated to, to be in, a, in his cabinet? People, I mean, <laughs> people who he uh, insulted during the GOP primaries or somewhere along the way. I mean, Right. Lion Ted, Ted Cruz, Mitt Romney, who went on a was like a 45-minute rant against Trump during, during election season. Uh, and I forget who else, but I mean, <laughs> it's like he got elected president, and he thought, oh, well, shit, I really need to start calling some of these, these quote-unquote people that I know, and really... They they didn't exist. So like, I guess I talked I talked to this one guy during the campaign trail, and this other guy was kind of nice to me. So I'll just give them a call. <laughs> right. You want a job? You want yeah. a job? Like Oprah. Then then Carson then Carson turned him down a month ago, and Trump. Well, I'll ask him again. <laughs> he said he has no experience. He didn't want the job, but I'll ask him a second time. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I guess he has, uh, you know, got all the knowledge in, in, within a month's time. He got the experience. Uh, <laughs> he, he took a course. He took a course at Trump University. Oh, <laughs> so he, the best school. He's best ready. School. Big, bigly best. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he he's ready to go. Um. Now that yeah, you saw some I, of these responses, I, I posted some sarcastic tweets about Carson today, and they just dealt with his contradictory statements with regard to being qualified for the cabinet. I mean, he he himself said before, less than a month ago that he was not qualified. And so that was merely pointing out that that change in thoughts just within three, four weeks' time span. And some Trumpkins, as you called them earlier, they came back at me with lines like, oh, 
just because he's black, he's not qualified. And thinking, no, I didn't bring race in this uh, equation. You did. And, and someone else said, well, isn't it ironic that you elected Obama, who was just a community organizer, you thought he was qualified, but you don't think a, a, a surgeon like Ben Carson is qualified? I'm thinking, well, President Obama actually had some experience in the political world as well, so it's kind of apples and oranges there, but I digress. Right. And, and someone else just flat out said, so a, a black surgeon isn't qualified? Thing, and again, I did not bring that up. I did not bring that into the equation. And all this I, I found to be kind of ironically humorous because a lot of times you hear some on the, on the right claim that liberals use the race card ubiquitously and and yet I mean and they just they don't really seem to grasp the concept of racism or the race card on a lot of occasions. And if you just point out a politician's hypocrisy and leave out skin color in that in that equation, you just point out that they contradict themselves. I mean that that's that's void of skin color. That's just that that's far different than pointing point to a particular politician and, and entering their skin color in, in the equation and using right. that for political gain one way or the other. And they don't really seem to grasp that concept at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you know, I they they definitely they. And, and we were worried that we weren't going to have anything to talk about after the election. We could, yeah, we could well, go on for hours about this stuff. Yeah, sadly, with Donald Trump being elected president, we're going to have a hell of a lot to talk about. <laughs> I mean, that is if he doesn't shut us down, you know. Yeah. Um, the way he's going with SNL, who knows. And then he wants to jail people who burn the flag, and um, he's limiting media access. And uh, not that we had a chance in hell of getting in the door of the White House press corps, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he he's handpicking those individuals. There's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of people left out that you normally see. Um, Yes, you're in the back with Russia TV. What's your name, Vladimir? Okay, yeah, you can ask me a question. That's yeah. kind of crazy with the flag burning comments because in 2015 he spoke with David Letterman. He said that he thought flag burning was a perfectly acceptable form of protest. And about a year later, he says, well, yeah, people should be punished or even put in jail for that or deported. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the guy's opinion yep. just goes whichever way the wind blows. He really does not have any, any consistent thoughts or opinions, I don't think. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> uh, um, I know we we're going to talk about the recount for a second, but can we just talk about something happy for a minute? Um, sure. I mean, you, you guys know in the election in North Carolina, the Democratic 
candidate for governor won the election, which was fantastic news. And, um, and like good mopey Republicans um, do, um, I mean, he lost by a landslide. And, and Pat McCrory, their uh, governor, he's the one that introduced that horrible transphobic bill the bathroom bill, as it's often referred to, and um, which was is totally asinine. Um, you know, it, it, I think it spoke volumes about the people in North Carolina um, that they're 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 tired of people, um, you know, trying to regulate such silly things. I mean, people who are transgender, they just need to pee. They're, <laughs> they're uh, you know, um, you know, if, if you're busy checking them out, then you're the one that has the problem, you know? Um, but uh, anyway, McCroy has, you know, he, he just was not going to, um, concedes, but today he finally did, and ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> the wicked, wicked yeah, witch yeah. is dead. Um, <laughs> so that's some good news um, for you know our listeners who are transgender. Um, many of us, um, you know, support you, and we we are thrilled for this and. <clears throat> I'm hoping that um, you know that bill just gets dumped. Um, they've lost a lot of jobs that were coming to North Carolina. Uh, they lost NCAA tournament, the NBA All Star game, uh, several things. Um, Concerts, you know, I believe. Because, uh, because of that bill, and you know, I'm just real proud of you know, the people who stepped up and said no more, you know, I mean, because you don't exactly associate NBA basketball as maybe people who would support transgender rights, but, you know, shame on me for trying to lump them into a category. Um, Cause you know, I just did what I don't want them doing. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I, you know, I, it put a lot of pressure on the state and, um, you know, some jobs left the state, um, some that were coming in decided, you know, nope, can't be a part of it. And, um, and that's where we heard them folks is, you know, um, I've, I've posted about, um, the, um, you know, the guy we have on from that's the super PAC um, of Democrats against Trump, um, they actually have an app. Uh, it's called Boycott Trump. And, um, man, there were some on there. I was like, damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't drink a lot of soda, but when I do, I love 7-Up. And... 7-Up and uh, Dr. Pepper are owned by the same people. And 
they supported his campaign and of course the yingling beer that is probably my absolute favorite um not gonna drink it anymore you know he got on board with trump and um you know from what i understand you know a lot of gay bars have you know have pulled that particular brand of beer out and uh you know that that's the way we hit them is is in the pocketbook. You know, yep. um, that that that's what they did in the '60s. That's what Dr. King, you know, taught us about. You know, nonviolent protest. Um, you know, and and boycotting is is one of those things that, I mean, you can really hit people where it hurts and. Um, on this date, I don't know, 61 years ago, I guess, um, is is when the the bus boycott uh, went on for a, a little over a year in Montgomery um, after Miss Parks um, so bravely, uh, you know, would not give up her seat, and um, and and that's how you get stuff done, is. You start impacting people's bottom line, um, you know. That's why you know I'm telling people to support, um, you know, minority-owned businesses and businesses that you know um, believe in the same things that you do. And uh, I just, I think that is important, you know, more than ever now. And um, and that's a big reason why I've been getting, you know, uh, you know, some sponsors for the Friday show, because uh, I mean they're lesbian, female-owned businesses, and um, but you know I'm also looking at getting, um, getting some, you know, for for our main show too. Uh, I just I think it's important that we um, that we do that and. You know, not and not support these businesses that um, you know, Trump is a part of, or they're a part of Trump's little gang of misfits, because <laughs> that's what they are. It's kind of funny you talk about boycotts. I, I found the uh, Trumpkins boycotts to be rather entertaining. They were they were boycotting Starbucks. By calling in and saying their name is Trump, so they they would write yeah. Trump on their cups, and so yeah. they, they go and pick up these cups, and they spend money at Starbucks, but right. so they really haven't grasped the concept of boycotting or, or effective boycotting. They say they still spend money at these places, and yet just by having Trump on the cup, that supposedly made their point. <laughs> yeah, thanks for giving us money and you know giving yeah, Starbucks right. money, um, you know. Then Hamilton. They, and then Hamilton they, they talk about boycotting Hamilton. That's been that's just been sold out for how long now? <laughs> yeah, it, it it sold after all that happened. It it sold out for like another year. Um, they said sales went through the yeah. roof, and um, <laughs> so the latest boycotts Kellogg's. Oh yeah, and um, the Million Moms or whatever that bullshit organization is called, um, mm-hmm. they're boycotting Target. Yeah, Target. 
um, Zell's jewelry because God forbid they had a you know a beautiful lesbian wedding on there. It was it's very sweet, very tastefully done. Um, I mean, it fit in with all the other couples. And uh, anyway, just crazy, crazy town. Anything that they boycott, I go buy a lot of. <laughs> um, it's it's so strange. I mean, oftentimes boycotts they happen because a certain organization doesn't does not provide equal rights to a certain demographic. And yet, when right. it's these Trumpkins and and the likes, their boycotts tend to be about places which which do include equal rights for every dem- demographic. Right, it's right. It's kind of a bass-ackwards boycott. Yeah, and, you know, and I, I think that Starbucks story has probably got blown out of proportion, too. I mean, maybe down south, you know, people were doing that. But, I mean, I, I, I know my baristas at Starbucks around here, and they're like, no one has done that around here. and. Um, they're like, we wouldn't call the name out. We would just say, hey, you, <laughs> your coffee's ready. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, the joys of living in a liberal a liberal city that's smack dab in the middle of um, a red state. <laughs> um, you know, but it's like, what do you think you're doing? I mean, you're giving money to Starbucks. Thank you, because a lot of people don't know this about Starbucks, but all Starbucks serve as a safe place for LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, thanks. <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks for giving someone a warm cup of coffee uh, for free by giving that money. Um, <laughs> you're helping out our community. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that, Dave. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, you know, but they've they've never had to fight for anything in their lives, and they no. they don't understand, uh, you know, how to do it. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, Christmas and, is right around uh, the corner. I just, I just hear such a individual, a Trumpian, calling your friend on the phone. So I'm I'm boycotting a. I'm boycotting Best Buy. Oh, yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm going to Best Buy to do some shopping. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, they obviously have not read any of Dr. King's teachings um, and, and others, of course. And, um, yeah. Way to go crazy and riot, guys. You showed <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Keep on doing what you're doing. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, we we were going to talk a little bit about um, the recount efforts. Uh, we kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, and, you know, electoral, the Electoral College versus popular vote. Um You know, I 
I think so much has been said on this, but I feel like we, you know, just kind of need to address it that um, my personal opinion, you know, I've been trying to tell people, I mean, you know, when people were getting petitions signed to get recounts, I mean, I put it out there, um, you know, if it was from, you know, somewhere like move on or something that, something that I recognize and I know, you know, can make impacts, but I mean, I, 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 I hate to burst anyone's bubble, but, um, and you may have something different to say, but, um, it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, um, you know, and people, uh, People keep posting all these false news sites, and it's like, you know, I, I wish people would get more control over um, what they post because I, I believe that's so important. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of sites that are like, oh, they found five, you know, boxes that had been opened mm-hmm. the seal was broken and you know but and it's like you know there's so many articles going around last you know, right now and you can google uh you know just put in fake news sites and um you know and and hey i I've been caught, you know, posting them on occasion and are posting old articles that people think are new. And, you know, so I'm really trying to check the date, check, uh, you know, check the actual source. Um, We we need to get better about that because, um, you know, people are getting really excited uh, thinking that Hillary still has a chance and, you know, I mean, if if I'm wrong, that would be the greatest thing ever. But personally, you know, I just I think we need to prepare ourselves that it's coming. He he really is going to be, um, you know, inaugurated January twentieth. It's just I hate to say it, but I mean, what what are your thoughts on on all of that? Uh, I, I don't have too many. I just I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens. No, nothing yeah. I predicted during this whole election cycle has come to fruition. So <laughs> I really don't think I should be making a prediction here. I, I do think there's probably a better chance to convince the electoral college of right. going, of going with the popular vote, which is in Hillary Clinton's favor by two and a half million left. I saw versus the recount overturning the election. But uh, I I won't suggest one way or the other until uh, the final results are in and and, and the electoral college. I, I, I guess I'm just taking a careful approach to it that, yeah. I mean, I don't want to see people go through the pain that we heard yeah. from our listeners and from ourselves. Um mm-hmm. You know, the day after the election, I just, you know, I'm all about hanging on to hope. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I just, I, I just don't want people thinking, yes, this is going to happen. We're she's still going to. I mean, if it happens, that will be a 
beautiful thing. I will be so happy. But I just, you know, I, I think I, I just think we need to kind of start accepting the facts. And if if that changes, then hell yeah, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be so excited about that. Um, but I, I just, I, I think that, you know what I mean? I mean, I think we just kind of need to prepare ourselves and, um, you know, I certainly don't think that Trump will make it four years. Um, I, I think, you know, I think he'll take his toys and go home before it's all said and done. Because, you know, he's going to miss making money and making the deals. And um, and this job is, is a lot of public service. And quite frankly, he's not a public servant. Yeah, just after he got elected, I forgot who it was, but I read this long post from a Clinton supporter saying, you know what, let, let Trump have it. The, the guy, like you said, he's, he's not really in the public service. The guy with a short attention span, he's <laughs> just one day on the job, he's probably going to get sick and tired of it. So we'll see how long he lasts. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I just don't see him. Uh, I don't see him lasting very long. Indeed, um, I still don't I know if he wrong. wants a jo- I still don't know if he wants a job. I, I just kind of think he wanted to prove that he could win because he's all about winning. Right. Right. And yet, after after he won, he thought, "Oh shit, what do I do now?" I proved my point, but I I really don't want this job. And I don't know. I again, I don't want to make any predictions. I this whole election season has been so upside down, idiocracy like. Yeah, kind of like a, a reality television show up. or a movie. And so <laughs> I, I I don't know anymore. <laughs> but he's made all these yeah. ridiculous cabinet picks and. And Clinton's leads up over two and a half million in the popular vote. And I know, I know, some people are trying to get the electors, the electoral college, to go with the popular vote. Which, again, odds odds wise, probably are not likely. But I, who knows? <laughs> I mean, she's up by yeah. two and a half million votes. I think six, about sixty-five million to sixty-two and a half million, somewhere around there. And the, number, the numbers keep growing because it's the final states that need to be counted are in California, Washington, New York, and Oregon, perhaps, all blue states. So, right. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it, it, does, it does seem kind of crazy, though, that a person with the second most votes in presidential history will not become president. Outside, right. outside, Barack, outside Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton has – Garner more votes out of any other presidential nominee in U.S. history. Yeah. And that's just frightening. Yeah. Well. Yeah. At the very least, I, I really hope this this comes as a wake up call to to the people yeah. in this country to get more involved politically, to pay more attention to the news, do research of their own to try and find a way to at least adjust if not completely overturn the electoral college and and just learn to 
pay, pay closer attention and not ignore the midterm elections or, or, or the presidential elections, and and hopefully we, we find a larger voter turnout in the election cycles to come. Yep. And the, the scary part is, I don't know the exact number offhand, but I think it's between 40-45% of eligible eligible voters didn't vote this this past election. And with Clinton up by two and a half million votes, I think of eligible voters, only about 24 to 25% voted for Donald Trump. And so approximately mm-hmm. one quarter of one quarter of this nation's eligible voters voted for president. And that is that is sad. That yeah. it's pathetic. Um that, you know, you don't you don't you know, you care more about voting for American Idol than you do a president. And it's it's mm-hmm. pathetic. It is it's Terrible. Um, and there know, have been times post election where I've kind of told myself, well, we deserve this guy. Like you just said, we, we care more about American Idol winners, about voting for them, than we do for the president of this country. Yep. Yeah, whenever I say that, I, I think to this country's youth, to, to our kids, I think, well, they don't have a say in the matter. They don't deserve this. They, they deserve better than this. I, I really hope that, like I said a few minutes ago, this comes as a wake up call and we finally learn that. We, we can't be indifferent on election day. We we can't take our freedoms, our privileges for granted. And we, we really have right. to think about not only ourselves and our own health and well-being and our future, but our, our kids' health, well-being, and their, their futures as well. And I really hope things change for the better in the, in the coming election cycles. Right. We can certainly hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have just a, about 14 minutes left. Um, I did want to you know, make sure we got to, and we may not talk as, you know, we may have to come back and talk about it again, but um, as most of you have probably heard by now with um, Standing Rock, with the protests, um the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, um, you know, they have decided that they are going to, you know, look for an alternate route, and they are not going to go through, um, you know, this sacred land. And, um, you know, I mean, that's wonderful, but, you know, we we, we still need to rally against these, Pipelines that are being put in, and um, you know what? What was your take on all that? I mean, did you did you see it as primarily positive, or or what? Well, I think the main thing we can take from this is, like I just mentioned, with regard to the seemingly increasing indifference in this country when it comes to getting involved politically. I think this really goes to show that if we, if we stand together as 
people as a country, we, we can find a way to make positive change. A lot of times I think we, our memories are kind of short-lived and we kind of forget all the positive changes we've helped prompt within our country's history. And we might we, we end up feeling helpless if we don't, if something doesn't go our way. And so I, I really think events like this, it, it goes to show us that no matter how difficult the obstacles might seem at times, when we stand together, we can, we truly can make positive change. Absolutely. I mean, that's been made very clear from this protest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and I saw where, you know, a lot of praise was being, you know, put upon President Obama. And, you know, of course he probably deserves some of it, but, you know, it, it, it 100% goes to the protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they've they gone through hell and back standing for what's right. And, um, you know, if you, if you know what the Dakotas are like <laughs> during, during uh, December, especially, I mean, they, they endured so much and, you know, the militarization that we saw of the police, it reminded me of Ferguson and, you know, um, so many people got seriously injured, you know, with the, um, you know, rubber bullets, detaching retinas. And, um, I mean, you know, just because it's not a bullet bullet, um, you know, doesn't mean that it can't hurt you. And, um, you know, we've seen pictures of the damage that it's done. And mm-hmm. I saw firsthand in Ferguson the damage that it does. And, um, you know, there, I hope some people walk out with some money, at least their medical bills paid. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, they saw some of the strongest form of, you know, police brutality, in my opinion. It's pretty amazing you compare and contrast this protest with Clive and Bundy and see how the protesters were treated. Yep, exactly. It amazes me how the Native Americans have been treated throughout this country's history. It is... (laughs) It's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. There's no another no other way to put it. I, you know, I, I I go on Southern Poverty Law Center's website just about every day, and the hate crimes just you know, you know, insert minority here. Um, um, you know, I. It's mind blowing um, how much they have risen, you know, um, especially since Trump won the election. But even before that, they had started to rise. But mm-hmm. I, I've heard horror stories, stories from people. Um, and I had 
shared with some friends that, you know, it, one of my dear friends from college, you know, she lives in L.A. And, I mean, L.A., <laughs> that's freaking liberal, right? And yeah. um, she's lived there 18 years now, I think, and had never experienced this ever until, like, the day after the election. Some douche pulls up beside her and, you know, calls her, excuse my language, but a fucking dyke. And, you know, it's like she said, if if if, if that happens in L.A., you know, what the hell is happening to LGBTQ youth in Mississippi, you know? Yeah, it can happen anywhere. Hate crime has been reported. Gosh, last I saw, this was a week or two ago, I think 900 times since the election. And it sadly, right. just a lot of these individuals, their prejudices, they, they felt became legitimized after Trump got elected. Yep. Or they felt like they you know, have the right to mm-hmm. discriminate. And, right. <laughs> and nobody has that right. Um None of us. So. Yeah, and that's the any rock protest, I think. We need to look at it as an example going forward over these next four years because the progressive community, we're, we're going to need to stand together during the Trump administration and fight together during, with, with causes like, like such as the one at seeing Iraq. We, we can't take these things for granted anymore. anymore. We, we can't expect President Obama to just work some magic in the Oval Office. We have to stand together and fight during these four years. But otherwise, who knows right. what could happen. Yep. It's, uh, you know, I mean, cheers to those protesters and, um, you know, I mean, we've got a long way to go in that, you know, with the the pipelines and what have you. But, um, you know, they saved very sacred land. I mean, Mm -hmm. mean, what do you think would happen if, you know, they wanted to build – a pipeline through a white community and, you know, their graveyards digging up people. And um, if you know anything about the indigenous culture, um, they really have a spiritual connection with, um, you know, the other side. And mm-hmm. um, it is, it is treated um with such respect and reverence and, you know, if they decided to do that to a white community, it would never happen. And I mean, this is their land first, for God's sakes. I mean, haven't we taken enough from them? Yeah. It kind of cracks me up when I hear white Trumpkins saying, Oh, we shouldn't allow this demographic into the country. I'm thinking to myself, what do you think? Ask the Native Americans about that with regard to us whites, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
you know, congratulations to them for I mean, they did it. Um Yeah, exactly. And I think this will be a a model for mm-hmm. um in my opinion. So Yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, and, and we take a lot from the Black Lives Matter movement too. Um, you know, we can learn a lot from both of these, uh, movements and, um, you know, hopefully we can take what we learned and, um, and, you know, Make it work. Amen. I hope so. That is my goal for this country for the next four years. (laughs) F-O-R years. (laughs) Yeah, right, (laughs) F-O-R. Oh, I'm such a liberal elitist. Yeah, I know. The the number four. (laughs) Yeah. Just hear that spelling be four, four. Use that in a sentence. Yeah, four <laughs> plus four equals eight. Okay, yeah. F O R. No. <laughs> or F O R E. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, guys, we don't have the next show set up, but we will have one. Um, Soon, I promise. Um, we we're just glad to be back and get the cobwebs off. And if I seem a little out of sorts, I am. <laughs> you um, never do. Come on, Tracy. You know, uh, hey, I'll admit it. Um, you know, it felt like we had been away forever. And uh, you know, appreciate time. you hanging out with us today. And it's a pleasure as always, Gregory. And uh, likewise, a pleasure is uh, all mine. <laughs> I hope you guys uh, have a good rest of your evening. Um, do something good for somebody today. I promise it'll make you feel better. And on behalf of Craig and myself, thanks for listening. Bye now. <laughs>